Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Well, the New York Yankees have won the last game at Yankee Stadium on September 21st, 2008. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Or get close to finalizing uh, another extension with Manny Machado, reportedly 11-year, $350 million contract extension. And you would expect that that would get done. Machado said uh, you know, earlier in the week or last week now that he was going to opt out. And you know, it created a at least feel around here like, okay, the Mets are going to be in on Machado as they would have been on Machado. So think about this. The fact that the Padres... No, and it's not just the Padres, it's everybody. They know that Steve Cohen is looming. They know they better operate in a way where they don't want Machado to hit the open market. Now, Machado got such a deal that he's going to forego you know, the ability to test the open market at the end of the year. Why not if you're him? He probably likes it in San Diego. Um, I'm sure you love living out there. What's well, not to like about San Diego? But just being a Padre and getting the you know 11 year, 350 million dollar extension on top of you know the the deal that he had prior to now opting out. It's a win win for Machado. Can't beat that. But there's no doubt Steve Cohen has an impact on the Padres and that Machado deal. And it's not good for other owners, but it's great for the players knowing that Steve Cohen and the Mets are going to be in on any top player if they hit the open market. I mean, think about that. There's no doubt that they were scared at least. Because a lot of times you could be sitting there as another team thinking, okay, well, who's going to outbid us for this player, in this case, Machado, who's going to outbid us? You know, the Yankees, they didn't want him in the first place. You think the Yankees are going to go want Machado now? That's uh, a possibility, but not really. And the reason why I bring up the Yankees first, of course, is because they're the Yankees, and they always used to be in on everybody. The fact the Yankees didn't get Machado the first go-round was surprising. But, you know, you, if you're the Padres, you don't want to have an opportunity where Machado could be wooed by the Yankees or the Dodgers or whoever else, but specifically Steve Cohen and the Mets. And last week, it was the first thing that people were talking about around here. We did a segment on Baseball Night in New York on SNY on it where, you know, Machado said he's going to opt out, and SNY's MLB insider Andy Martino said Machado to the Mets. Not that it was going to happen, but that they are going to be in on him, assuming he gets to free agency. And maybe that was enough to scare the daylights out of the Padres to a point where they say, hey, Manny, we don't want you to hit free agency. You're right. Opt out. We're going to give you a lot more. And think about it. He opted out of a contract the final five years that would have paid him $150 million. And he now got... Three hundred and fifty million. Now they added six years on top of that, but Machado, at the age of thirty, you know, made the right move to a have an opt out in his contract, and then b clearly opting out, and great for him. You know, 
the Mets, it's not like the Mets were in desperate need of Manny Machado anyway. It just would have been fun to talk about. You know, my reaction to that was that, yeah, they'll either get the Mets in free agency next year, would have either gotten Machado or Otani. Well, now it's got to be all about Otani. Unless somehow the Angels lock him up, which I don't think will be a the, the similar case that you, you saw here with the Padres and Machado. Let's assume Otani does hit the open market. I've said this many times before. I don't think, or I don't know that Otani's going to choose the East Coast. I have no idea which way he's going to go. He could want to stay out West. He could want to go to the Dodgers or the Giants. He maybe wants to play for the pinstripes. Maybe he wants to be a Yankee. That was you know something. If he is going to come to the East Coast, maybe he wants to be a New York Yankee. You know the Yankees will be in on Otani. But I do know this. Nobody is going to outbid Steve Cohen for Otani. So if Otani is open to the East Coast and wants the most money, I think he's going to be a Met next year. Now, there's a long way to go until then. He's clearly not going to get traded in season. The Mets aren't doing that. And, you know, look, you see some of these young guys with the Mets. Obviously, with Machado now being uh, a Padre long-term, that takes third base off the table. So the Mets, you know, the the more focus goes on Brett Beatty now being the long-term answer. I know Beatty had a nice weekend, uh, homering in at least his first game. I'm not sure if it was his first at bat. I forget, but. Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Just the idea that people are excited about Brett Beatty and the possibility of him being the third baseman of the future. And now that possibility became a little more realistic. You can't pay everybody a ton of money. So the Mets are, much like the Yankees are doing now at shortstop with Peraza or Volpe, who also had a good showing, Volpe, uh, you know, this weekend. You have to have some young guys on your team because you can't pay everybody the way that you're paying Judge or Stanton or Lindor or Scherzer or Verlander. Obviously, you have to have young guys contribute. So maybe for the Mets, Beatty could be that guy, whether it's this year or next year. And I do think the Mets ultimately this year, to have the success that they want, need Beatty or Alvarez, if not both. One of those two guys have to have an impact. You know, at some point, the the, the difference for the – Mets and Yankees, although the Yankees have disappointed as well in this regard. You know, Gary Sanchez and Clint Frazier and Ann Duhar, even Glaber to a certain extent. You know, and now this is going to be, oh no, this will be the year Glaber's going to have a big year. We said that with Gary Sanchez and look what happened. The Yankees have disappointed with having these highly touted prospects pan out to the level. You go back to Greg Bird, whatever. The highly touted prospects pan out. They hype them up, but they haven't necessarily had that impact that they were supposed to. With the Mets, I mean, they either haven't had the guys pan out, Ahmed Rosario, or given them them enough opportunity, Andres Jimenez. Now, Alonzo wasn't as highly touted, but the power was always talked about. And clearly he's been, you know, more than they could have asked for. McNeil was another one who the Mets didn't even want to bring up. Held him down forever. Thought he was a a borderline major leaguer. And got won a batting title last year. Shows you what they knew. You know, the Mets have not only had a an issue with developing their young star players and getting them to have an impact. They've had a problem identifying which ones are good, which ones aren't. And hopefully that's something now that gets cleaned up and has been cleaned up over the last couple of years. But it's also why they're not looking to trade any of their prospects, whether it's Ronnie Mauricio, whether it is whoever, Vientos, Beatty, Alvarez, you know, some of the bigger names you know aren't going to go anywhere. But maybe the other guys they can find a role for. They have to because they can't just keep everybody. You either got to trade them or keep them. But they got to make sure they trade the right ones, keep the right ones, and develop the players that they keep, that is something that has been lacking with their franchise. And it's got to change for them to have that next-level success that Steve Cohen keeps talking about, the sustainable success of a franchise, not just going out there buying all the players. You have to draft well and develop well. And then if you complement that with being able to go out there and spend, that's how 
the Mets can really do their damage. Similar to what you saw from the Dodgers or what you've seen from the Dodgers. And the Yankees, like we said, to an extent, although I do feel like the Yankees overhyped their prospects and haven't gotten enough back in return or haven't gotten the productivity that you would expect from them. Glaber right now is a clear one guy who would, you know, fit that mold. Obviously, you know, Judge was a guy. Judge, I remember when he came up, there were scouts saying, oh, he's going to strike out too much. Think of Dave Kingman. So I don't know if it was the Yankees who were wrong on Judge or just the scouts were wrong on Judge. But obviously, the Yankees drafted him, developed him. I mean, he's, if not the best player, he's one of the best players in baseball. So you give him credit for that. But, you know, all the hype with Gary Sanchez and rotting him out of the ground. Um, you know, like we mentioned with Glaber, those are probably the two biggest ones. Clint Frazier, just total bust. But now with Peraza, with Volpe, there's going to be more expectation on the younger guys. And it's funny, with all the money that the Mets and Yankees have spent, with all the veteran players that the Mets and Yankees have, you know, with bringing back Aaron Judge and Rizzo, bringing in Rodon, for the Mets, bringing in Verlander, uh, you know, shoring up their bullpen, bringing back Brandon Nimmo. You know, a lot of the success for these clubs hinges on the younger players. May not be right out of the gate, especially for the Mets, because I do think the Yankees are going to have at least Peraza be their starting shortstop on opening day. They may get to a point eventually where they need Volpe for whatever position, second, third, short, who knows. But at least initially it seems like Peraza is going to be the one guy for the Yanks at short, or at least one of them. If it's not Peraza, it's going to be Volpe. You're talking about starting shortstop. That's a big deal. For the Mets, it doesn't seem or doesn't sound like Alvarez or Beatty are even going to be on their opening day roster. But, so initially it looks like the Yankees are going to need more than impact. But I do think long-term, the Mets will need more productivity from Alvarez or Beatty because their lineup just is not as good. That's why they need one of those guys. They didn't get Correa. They didn't get that big bat that they were missing in the offseason. You could talk about Marte, you know, coming back healthy and we'll have to see. Or, you know, they get Narvaez, get rid of McCann, so you hope that that upgrades at least a little bit at catcher. Is that significant enough? Who knows? Escobar looking to have a bounce-back year. Is that going to be enough? Who knows? Ultimately, though, I do think for the Mets' offense to get to the next level, which they're going to have to get to if they want to go out there and compete and win a World Series, compete for and win a World Series, they're going to have to get to that next level. And for that to happen... If they're going to be reluctant to trade for a star, and I I think that they will make a move if the right move is out there at the deadline, but if they're reluctant to trade for a big star, especially, they're going to have to have Alvarez and or Beatty. And look, they might need Alvarez and Beatty, or they might need Alvarez and or Beatty and somebody else. Maybe it is a piece that they get at the trade deadline. In all likelihood, you would think the Mets are going to need another outfielder. At some point along the way, they're likely going to need an impact bat in the outfield that replaces Canna slash Fam or potentially an injured Marte or Nemo. They're just one bat thin going in to the season in the outfield. And if things happen, it'll be even worse, obviously, in season form. So uh, I think the Mets and Yankees, to a certain extent, relying on some young stars to develop. And usually that's what you need, a nice mix. Veterans, proven guys, and one or two young players to come up and have an impact and then probably one or two gods to exceed expectations. That's generally how you end up having a year where you win, you know, the division or win over a hundred games. You need things to go as planned and maybe, you know, the, the things that you expect to happen for the better, whether it's Verlander, Scherzer, Cole, Rodon, whatever, like you need those to judge Alonzo. You need those things to happen as planned and then 
have a player or two exceed expectations and also probably have a young guy come up and have an impact as well. 877-337-6666. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Nice to see some calls up on the board. Of course, a familiar name. Stuart in Brooklyn starts us off this hour. Stuart, how are you? Sal, you want him Machado for the Mets. I wanted him in the Bronx. No, he's staying in San Diego. Unfortunately. Well, you know what? You know what? (laughs) I thought he was going to sign with the Yankees back then when he went when the first time we went out, but I guess uh, I guess I was wrong. You know but what, Stuart? I, Me too. I thought with certainty. I remember saying on SNY all the time. I wasn't at the fan at the time. Uh, I don't think might have been with OR, but I forget the exact year. But I remember with certainty feeling like Machado was going to happen. They loved the player. They had a need at the position. And they're the Yankees. And really, that was the first time you that the Yankees... That Hal was not George. Correct. Correct. That was the first time where it was like, wow, the Yankees didn't go out there and get a superstar player that we all assumed that they wanted. Bryce they could come Harper, up with right? whatever excuse. What? What about Bryce Harper? I think Harper was after that, if I'm not mistaken. Was that the same? I got to look I at the, the, the timeline. Was, wasn't Harper 16? Uh, I'll look. I'll 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 try to check it, or maybe Manny can look it up while I look up one of oh. them here. Um, but I thought Harper was after uh Machado. Yeah, he was. But I re- I forget. I think Harper was either. Yeah, it was sixteen. Harper was. Harper went in sixteen or seventeen, what, right. whatever. And uh, he missed out. Oh, it was both. It was both the same year. It was both twenty nineteen. Yeah, but they, and then the, thank you, Manny. It was both the same year as Manny tells us. And then what happened, though, was. What year was it? I mean, 19. 2019. Harper wasn't with the Nationals in 19, remember? He was gone already. He was not on that championship team. He was not. Right, so, right, but you're talking about the season before, the off-season before that year is what we're talking about. 18th off-season. 18th off-season. No, eight, yeah, but 18 was his final season with the Nationals. Right, so the 2019 offseason. So, so no, remember, no, he no. signed in... 2019, was, he was not with the Nationals. So how could he be Right, right, right. No, I know that. That's what we're saying. He signed in 2019 as a free agent. That's what we're saying. Yeah. So the 2019 so offseason. The season with the, uh, with the Phillies. Right, but remember, the Yankees made it clear because Bryce Harper, you know, his father growing up, his favorite player was Mickey Mantle. Harper, his swing, lefty bat, Yankee Stadium. We all thought it was a perfect fit. The Yankees made it very clear that was not their guy. They they were not going to be in on him. Now, remember, they got Stanton the year before, and that was kind of their decision. But we thought, I mean, at least I thought Machado for sure. Machado was going to be there. Yes. He was going to be there, too. But do we need third base help? Yes, we do. Desperately, 
I keep on telling you, I want Hicks, Donaldson, and Glaber gone so we can make some moves and get better. Well, what would you do? I mean, Hicks, whatever. I understand why that why that's the case. Donaldson, same thing. But what would you do if you get all three of them out and Glaber specifically? Why why do you why don't you want to take a chance on Glaber? You want no. Volpe up there? Oh, like, what, what's yeah, I your want Volpe plan? In second. And you, so you want Peraza, Volpe, and who do you want playing third? Lemayhu. Mm-hmm. DJ and with uh, Cabrera and IKF as the backups. Okay, and then who Remember, do you want left IKF field? IKF wore a gold glove. Not last year, but the year before, he won a gold glove at third base. So he's a better third baseman, shortstop. Okay, I so you could, you could have him back up. That's fine. Cabrera, you could yeah. have as a, uh, a utility guy. What do you? Who do you right. want in left field? Well, combination. I would rather. I would like to see Cabrera out in left field and uh, Stanton for two or three days a week because Stanton's yeah, a better I, hitter when he's locked I in. Actually, I actually can't argue that. But you know um, what I've been hearing from uh, somebody that I know? I've been hearing Judge and left and Stanton and right. Well, who's telling you Stanton this? Center. Who's telling you this? Mm, not my Harlan, my friend. Well, okay. Well, Harlan is, is obviously either reading or listening to the information no, that was out there. He, look, he went in for a surgery recently, triple hernia. Oh, oh. And, and guess who sent them a uh, get well message? You did? No, Aaron Boone. Oh, he know how does Harlan know Aaron Boone? He knew Frank Howard. He knew all the guys from back then, and his wife. What, what kind of what kind of message? Like, are we talking about a text message? Are we talking about a call? A voicemail? Call, what are we looking at here? A voicemail. That's very and nice a, of Aaron. And Boone. a FaceTime, face a Facebook. He FaceTimed with them. He FaceTimed a message sent to Harlan. Does that change your opinion on Aaron Boone? No, but that was very nice of Aaron Boone. Yes, I think you I said that perfectly. It was very nice of Aaron Boone. Good for Very him. nice. I mean, he did. He Look, I don't hate Aaron Boone as a human being. I just don't particularly. Well, but you did You did say, was it, was it Boone or Cashman? You did say you'd like to punt their head through the goalposts. Never said the goalpost. Oh, what did you say? I thought you said you want to punt. I'm pretty sure you did. What would you want to punt their no, head no, through no. if not the goalpost? Oh. No, no. I never said I wanted to punch them through a goalpost. Get it, no, punt, punt. You said you wanted oh, to kick Cashman. Aaron. Oh, it was Cashman, not Aaron Boone. I'm sorry. I was no, mistaken. Not Aaron Boone. No. Yeah. Please. Okay. So Boone you're okay with, but Cashman, you wanted to kick his head through the field goalpost. The well, points. no, punt at 98 yards like uh, O'Neal did. Oh, okay. You remember O'Neal from the Jets? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. Um, let's say this much. I wanted, I wanted, I, I would say that. How was your weekend, Stuart? What'd you do this weekend? Any big plans? I was out in Long Island. Oh, you should have come sit alone. Not, I wasn't that far out. I was in Manhattan. What'd what you do on Long Island? Oh, I went to the Apple Store on Northern Boulevard. Oh, okay. Yeah, had a, had a learning time. session. How'd that go? Maybe you could teach me one day because I need a learning session. I don't know how to use half this stuff on my computer. I basically turn it on. I know how to hit the old Google machine. Uh, I still use Safari. I know the email, the calendar. That's about it. I don't use any of this stuff. Oh, well, you want to learn? Yeah, can you teach me how to record music? I want to record a rap uh, song that I have written. What do you have? Uh, what kind of a, What kind of a app do you have to record that? Oh, I thought, I mean, I thought, isn't there like, uh, you know, some kind of music thing? Yeah, it's Rock Band, called, right. It's called Garage. Rock Garage or something. Garage right. Band. Garage Band, there you go, I got it mixed up. That's where you could record the music. Now, do you know how to do that? Yep. You do, huh? You could be my producer. I know how to do that. Why? Well, I, oh. I record my stuff. Oh, what stuff do you record? You sing or you rap? No, no, I don't rap. Oh, what do you I record? I record something. I record like a certain beat or a certain tone. I okay. Like an instrumental. Yeah. Stuart, you're going to make my beat. You can make the beat. I'll write the lyrics and, and perform it. Actually, we can perform together if you want. How about that? Mm, that would be all right. So do you ever get on the mic or no? You're just making beats. What's going on? Just make beats. I don't oh, I like it. you got to send I me some samples. I just, I just listen to music where basically... 
I listened to Whitney Houston, Elvis Presley, mm. and of course, the Fab Four. Did you see the Elvis movie? No, I didn't see it yet. You got to see it. Come on. What, Look, what's going I on saw, here? Did you see Rocket Man? I did see Rocket Man. Did you see Yesterday? No, what happened yesterday? No, yesterday, the movie. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I did not. I did Look, not see I'm yesterday. into the music. I'm not into. I knew what Elton John did. I knew what the Beatles did. What do you think killed George Harrison? His. His stuff with acid and all the drugs that they oh. did. Oh, well, now we're going down a dark path. Did you see the, uh, what's the Saturday one with the was Queen? George Harrison's 80th birthday. Oh, but he's dead, right? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, so that it's not really his birthday. That was day in my life. He was my oh. favorite Beatle. Sorry to hear that. You know, you have a lot of favorites, and obviously as they, the older they get, uh, you know, the more of them die. Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I didn't see that. I heard that was Oh, like that was a great one, too. You got to watch the Elvis the, movie, though. What? You got to watch the Elvis movie. It was good. Okay. I'll try to catch it. Thank you, Hello, Stuart. Did you see Brady for 80? No. Did you? Not yet. You know, my, you're going to see that? My mother saw it, and she actually liked think? it. But I would what? never. She liked it, but, I mean, I can't go see that movie. Oh, like I have zero interest. Before, I had three favorite Patriots. Uncle Bo. You're a Patriots fan? No, I had three favorite Patriots. Who? Uncle Uncle Bill, mm -hmm. Gronk, and TB12. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get it. You like all the stars. The oh, last one I'm going to ask you, because I did see this movie over the weekend. You ever see The Whale? No. You have any interest? Do you know what it's about? No, I don't have any uh. interest. Okay. Um, you know what it's about, though? No. What's it about? Well, it's about um, a guy who... Uh, has some difficult things happen to him in life and then kind of eats his way into depression where he becomes uh, immobile. Mm, well, I never ate my way into depression of becoming immobile, but I went up to 311 pounds. Yeah, I think he was a lot bigger than that. You may want to check it out. Thank you for the call, Stuart. As always, good to hear from you. It was actually... Manny, have you seen this movie, The Whale? I know you don't really watch movies. You just play video games. But have you seen uh, The Whale? No, I did not. Do you know what it's about, or you have you like seen like? Apparently, it's about a three hundred pound man who. Uh... Well, more than that, uh, but Brendan Fraser, I guess, makes his comeback in this movie. He was pretty good. He, the movie itself was whatever, but the selling point of the movie was supposed to be Fraser's performance in it, where I thought he was good. But I don't know, man. I was. It was. It was a tough movie to watch. It wasn't awful. Wasn't great. Um, but it was at times just, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, it was actually just disgusting. It was, it was difficult to watch. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. Good morning, Hector. Good morning, man. Oh, Sal, come on, man. We're, we're supposed to be friends. You can't do this to me. How you, how am I supposed to follow that with Stuart? First of all, I have to gather myself from all the laughing that I'm doing. <laughs> and. And then I got to follow up this this, this greatness. But I, I'm going to just try. You know, I'm just going to talk sports, of course. Um, and I wanted to touch on, on, on the three things, if I may, sound, and then we could go back and forth. But I, I'll just give you my thoughts. I haven't really gotten how you feel about all of them, but I heard you mention all of them. First thing is Machado. <laughs> um, I, for one, was had no interest really in talking about next offseason when it came to the Mets because I'm really focused on this offseason. But I didn't think Machado was like a foregone conclusion, like, oh, yeah, he's coming to the Mets. And I kind of disagree with what you said, that it's, you know, that the Padres did what they did because they feel pressure from Cohen because I think the Padres have shown in the last few years that they're willing to go out there and spend money. You know what I mean? They've been in, in play for a lot of these players that nobody would think that they would be in play for. They try to go out there and offer contracts. They try to go get Aaron Judge this offseason. So I felt like Matano was always coming back to the Padres because why would they let him go? You know what I mean? The, they, the guy's been great for them. And Maybe. I felt like he would want to come back there. Maybe, but you don't think that there's at least a part of them that knows – hey, we can't let him get to the open market. We better act accordingly. Like, it's one thing to say, yeah, the Padres are going to be in on him, as they would have had he been a free agent. But maybe they were a little more aggressive in locking him up prior to the year, knowing that the possibility of getting into a bidding war with Steve Cohen might have been looming. 
I'm, I don't know, sir. I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm not sure I can go there because I feel like, okay. I mean, they were trying to bring him back. Um, they have spent that money. And, and, and I just feel like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't deny that. I cannot deny that, that that existed in their mind, I'm sure. Uh, but I, don't, I just don't think that that really, like, pushed them as much as maybe you're, you're, you're trying to make it out to be. I mean, this, this is my opinion. Just seeing how they've been operating, seeing That's how successful he's been there. Um, like, why would you even... No, you shouldn't want to let him go to free agency. Not because of the mess. Just because of anyone. Like, you shouldn't want to keep that player. And me, personally, right. I like to see that in baseball. I know it's... And, I, and I'm being hypocritical, because I still want them, them to go after Juan Soto if he ever becomes a free agent, right? Talking about the Mets, and I'm here talking about I want to talk about future off-seasons. But I do hold that hope for that guy, for whatever reason. So, you know, I'm a little... That's my guy. That's who I like. So I, I guess I'm being a little hypocritical when it comes to that. Um, but I guess in this situation, I always felt like, you know what, eh, I'm not sure how realistic this is. I think he's going to want to go back there, and I think they're going to be more than willing to bring him back. And that that's what I've seen play. Yeah, that, that's fine. Out. And I and I don't think it's a, a like a bad day for the Mets or anything like that. It, it no, just, no, no, no. It takes away it takes away the excitement. It takes away the possibility. It's over. That's it. He's extended with the. But Padres. I'm also not going to know where you're going right away. You know, old timey and that. That's the, like, well, we've been there before, though. We, we were talking about Otani before, and I think that that's going to be look Shohei Otani one way or another, Hector. Until he gets locked up in season, if that does happen, he's going to be a major talking point all year long. Not just here, but nationally yeah, the story of Shohei Otani whether he gets traded where he's going to go in free agency that's going to be the biggest storyline in, in baseball yeah I guess I'm like as much as you know how disappointed and, and, and you know I'm complaining I've done throughout the offseason I'm, I'm at the point now that I'm excited for this team uh, for various reasons and I'm more about this season and, and trying to accomplish the goal of winning a World mm -hmm. Series. Not that I have anything to do with it, but that's my goal. You know, we were there together, goal. Hector. We were there together to watch the thing end. Uh, we were there side by side. Yeah. I and the, on, on the, the third side. base side. No, no, no. I want to go there because I want to go there because it, it, okay, it, you want to feel the pain. We were there to watch it come crashing down. We knew it was over. They were getting spanked by the Padres. You and I and some other people were there watching the Mets season go down to the San Diego Padres, and now we're on the verge of starting a new season back up again. And it's going to be a lot to get back to that point where they were at in the postseason, winning 101 games. It's a long road back there, Hector. It sure is. It sure is. But, but I think it's going to be fun, and, I, and I, I'm here for it. I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Um but I do want, <clears throat> excuse me, if I may touch real quick. And I do want to touch mm -hmm. on the rules, but I got to. Because we have spoken about this a lot also, and you bang him up. Um, and it's our boy, Jacob DeGrom. And, you know, I have to be honest now. I appreciated the article from John Heyman. Um, I appreciated what DeGrom said. I still think he, there was more of a chance or he had more of a thought about leaving than he's letting on. Um, and the reason why I feel that way is because, listen, I, you could, everybody, we can argue about it. And I don't want to argue about what the offer was from the Mets. We can argue about whether it was fair or not. But if you really wanted to come back, and like I said, I've said before, well, that's a perfect example right here in town, across town, with the Yankees and Aaron Judge. People said the Yankees disrespected him. The guy really wanted to go back to the Yankees. He went back to the Yankees and gave him a chance to give him the last offer. The ground was not willing to do that. Um, as soon as he was offered something and he saw a place that he thought maybe he could be comfortable at, he decided to leave. So he can tell me um, that he he really wanted to come back and there was no thought of that. Um, no, no, no. There was a thought. He didn't say. He didn't. And I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, you know my take on this. We are in agreement where... He, if he really wanted to be in New York, he would have done different things to show that he really wanted to be in New York. And I'm also not uh, blaming him for taking the most money, but just don't tell me that he wanted to be in New York no, because no. he didn't. What he said was, and maybe the most notable thing coming from his exclusive with John Heyman in the Post, the most notable thing might have been that he admitted or at least said that the old contract that he signed with the Mets, that it didn't yes. bother him. It was ultimately his decision to sign it. And that was a storyline by many people. It was very public while he was that here that he was unhappy. With, but yes. 
But but I'm not even sure I believe I'm not even sure I believe what he's saying because why wouldn't he just come out and say what he said to Heyman yesterday or whenever he said it? Why wouldn't he say that when he was here and say that I'm not mad at the contract? Why do you guys keep saying that? I don't believe he was happy with the contract. So he could come out now and say, oh, that didn't bother me. It was ultimately my decision to sign it. Yeah, it was your decision to sign it. Doesn't mean you were happy about it. No, no, but I, I think he did. Maybe not towards the end. He, he didn't talk about that specifically. But I think throughout, um, before that, I think he said he, you know, he was content with the contract and, you know, he signed it and he didn't have a problem with it. I, I thought I heard him say that before. Um, so I'm not going to hold him too much to that. I do appreciate him saying that because I, I never thought that that, you know, first of all, I didn't think it would be fair for him to feel like he was underpaid because you were paid handsomely at that time. Now, a year or two later, that you know, you're going out and keep winning side young and doing what you're doing. Does it seem like you're being underpaid? And we see all the other contracts that were given out. Yes, but unfortunately, that wasn't the time that you signed your contract. And then you throw on top of it that you barely pitched through that contract. Oh, come on. How, you know, how it's just a, there, there weren't great like opening, uh, you know, opened up quotes from DeGrom in this. I didn't read that coming away saying, wow, I either feel bad for him or I don't like him. It was never that. He gave kind of standard stuff, but basically just said yeah. it was never like, oh, I'm out of here. He, he made it sound like it was never like I'm 100% leaving New York. There were times where I thought I was going to come back, which I kind of knew. I mean, we kind of got that sense where he was open to coming back if the deal was right. It wasn't like he wanted to be here. DeGrom's like a robot at times. No one which sometimes is a good thing about him. And, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I don't know. Bottom line is he's gone. Wish him the best. I it, it sucks, Hector, because if DeGrom is what he was in 2018, 2019, oh yeah, you wish you would have that guy. You It was the best pitcher that we've seen in a Mets yeah. uniform in our lifetime, so you wish you would have that guy. But we don't know if he's going to be that pitcher ever again. And you know what? Ultimately, they didn't want him enough. He didn't want to be here, and it's over. No, no, no. I, I guess for me, for someone who, who's been so hard with him, and some people would say a jerk about the whole DeGrom thing, um, I just appreciated the comments. I will say I am surprised because he never struck me as someone who would just go for the money. And in some aspects, it seems like he just went for the money. Um, and, of course, comfort. He did find comfort in Texas. Oh, what he thinks is comfort, he'll see if it's what he, you know, he thought it was going to be in the next five years or so. Um, but you know, we'll see. But if I may, I, you know, it's been a long time. You can keep having me on here, and I appreciate it. I do want to. What's your last thing? Yeah, go ahead, get to it. Just the rules, Sal. I mean, I, and I don't know where you stand on it too much because I didn't get to your take on it too much. But for me, I'm just going in there with an open mind, right? Um, there's some that I don't like too much. There's some that I'm, I'm okay with. Um, I guess the two biggest, hot, hot, hottest ones are the um, the throwing over or stepping off the mound. That one is the one that, that strikes me like, oh, I'm not sure I like this too much. But I don't think it's as as crazy as people think. Uh, you know, in the sense that, oh, as soon as the guy steps off twice or, or throws over twice, then the runner's going to have a free range to, to just take a huge lead and walk over to second base. Like, no, because if you take a, a, a reckless lead, you still risk the, the, you know, getting picked off and if they're successful picking you off, you're out. You know what I'm saying? It's only if they're unsuccessful on that third attempt where you get the base. So, that's, you know, that's that rule. But the whole pitch clock thing, so, man, listen. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. I don't think it's going to take – I know it's not taking any baseball away, right? You say, oh, well, why are you taking gave the game away from me? I love the game. No, no, they're not taking the game away from you. And I've heard a few people say, which I'm glad, because I feel like I've been arguing most of you people about, like, I'm the only one that actually embraces this thing. Um, they're taking away all the stupid dead time. You know what I'm saying? All, all the guys playing with the batting gloves. You know what I'm saying? The guy mm-hmm. on the pitch is just getting off for no reason and – and, and and just messing around, wasting time. Like, no, I don't, I don't need to see that. There's many times where I'm watching a game and I'm upset by this stuff. And I'm saying, come on, let's pick it up. Let's go. Like, what are we doing here? So I look forward to to, to that being taken away and just seeing more action. It's, it's okay. bad enough. Like, a lot of people like to compare it to football and say, well, you know, football games are also three-plus hours and, and nobody complains about that. Well, that's because when the ball is in play in football, there's usually action. For baseball, there's a lot of there's a lot, there's a lot of downtime in football too. When you actually think about it, and thank yeah. you for the call, Hector. As always, appreciate checking in. Sorry to cut you off there, but we've we've expired here. It's time to let you go. The with baseball, there's that was kind of the point I was making earlier. There's not enough action when after the pitch is thrown. There's no guarantee. Okay, let's ball outside. Well, now what? Now it's another minute before there's potentially some action. 
ball inside or strike one. Okay, now there's another. So now, instead of however long it would take, I don't know what it was, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, now you know that with nobody on, 15 seconds, that's it. Every 15 seconds. Let's go. Keep it moving. Something's bound to happen at some point soon. It keeps your attention focused. That clock does. Keeps your attention on what's happening as opposed to, hey, I could go do something else or just kind of like lose attention, look at your phone, whatever the hell you're doing in between pitches. And then only look up when you actually hear the announcer say, and, you know, there's a drive or, or whatever. When the ball's put in play. I think this is going to be much better for the game. It's unfortunate we got to a point where we've gotten to a point where we needed to put these rules in place to make the game what it used to be without these rules forcing that style of play. But regardless, we're here, and now the rules are in place, and I do think the sport will benefit, and watching the game will be more enjoyable because of all these rules. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The boss, George Steinbrenner, who passed away earlier today at the age of 80. And uh, as a Met fan, I was always envious of the Yankees because of Steinbrenner, who I have nothing but tremendous respect for. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Going to 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Yo, stop. How are you, Chris? Hey, what's going on, Sal? Hey, uh, real quickly, uh, Stewart's the best, man. Um, <laughs> when when you're not funny. there, though, when he calls other people, obviously when you're out, he talks sports. I'm like, who is this guy? And then when he, <laughs> you, when he calls you, you just get into like the – you're, you're like the psychologist of Stewart. You get into, you know, Rihanna feeding you bacon, how many kills you got under your belt today. Like this guy, <laughs> you get into all the details, dark and good stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, he, he, he entertains me, man. You know what's funny is he tries to talk sports with me. I just don't want to have it. So, I mean, sometimes we do, but I like the other stuff better at times with him. You need to bring him in, like, a, at the end of the week on a Friday, like you, uh, you do an interview and let him have, like, a segment where you can just talk about What's been going on in your life this week? And bring up other things. Let them just go on. Because <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just hilarious. He is funny. Um, uh, real quick, let's bring up that Rocky stuff. I know I, I told you a while ago where I was watching the marathon. I remember I told you my I, my wife was watching this five. And like, she never saw the, the rest. And then yeah. I said, yeah. yeah, they weren't on. But last week they were on. And I think she caught three and four with me. And she was into it, the storylines. But then she didn't like the fights. She's like, what is this fake stuff going on? It's not, it's not even hitting his face. It's, that it's is nice. true. I will. I will agree with you there. The, the worst. The, like the worst parts of Rocky is the fighting scenes. Those are the worst by far. Yeah, but the the, the she liked the just the movies, the the storyline, just everything else was good. And then I told you that I didn't watch Balboa, and you're like, you have to watch Balboa. Well, Sal, my wife was working days. I was home, just laying down, just watching thing. I put on Balboa, and I was I was highly disappointed with this movie. It was disappointed. Bad. It was horrible. What? Man. Are you out of your mind? I didn't we like can it. no longer be friends. I did not like it because he was too old, and it was just and I saw that he directed and wrote it. I just don't think he did a good job with that. It just didn't. It was okay, but it was just I don't know. It was, I was just, I was just disappointed in just the oh come on the storyline with like, his son. I didn't, like, I, didn't like, I, didn't, I didn't like what they did with Adrian in the beginning. I thought she was really not around, and she was. So I don't know if there was a issue getting her on i don't know if he planned doing that i think i read that i tried to google some things about that they cut her out of it i don't know why that she was originally a part of the script um if she's around you know i don't want to blow it from Annie over here but why was she in the movie you know yeah i didn't like i mean that's just a different i just i didn't mind where the storyline went with that remember it was years later too where he finally came back after rocky five and then wrote that I thought it was great. As a matter of fact, I ranked that high. I love that movie. I think Balboa was highly underrated. I'm very disappointed in you. Guys. I didn't. I, I did not like it. Like even my my wife was really like Rocky Four. How you know the way he was training, going to you know to Russia mm-hmm. and all that stuff. She was really liking all that stuff. 
But this one was horrible, man. It's just, I don't know. I, 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 had, I, I, took, I, I couldn't even watch it straight through, so I haven't, you know, I, I just, you know, I had I paused on the DVR and just kept, you know, going back and forth in the living room real quick, come back, but. Your I loss. Know. I don't yeah. know if I can watch it again. Like, I, was, I can watch one through five all over. I, I've been watching it. I watched it for years. I don't know if I can watch it again. That's how bad it was. I, even the, even the, the Champ Dixon, he, he, he just wasn't even acting good or anything. It was just, it was just seemed too, just too fake, man. It was just not good. Was all right, stuff. what else you got for me? <laughs> it was horrible. Um, so, I don't know. I like, I like to talk about Rocky and stuff. I got to talk about sports. I won't be like Stewart. No, you, you don't have to. I thought you did want to talk about something no. else. We can uh, have, real yeah. quick. Yeah, the thing about, I don't know, the piss clock thing is is good. I, I, I don't like how it just, it takes too long with that. But the ghost runner thing, I never liked it. And it's the reason why they don't put it in the playoffs. Because I've seen, I, you know, I have the MLB network where I'm watching other games. And it's too, it, it's too many instances where it just ends. It ends right in the tenth, and what I don't like about it is if you're going to put the fake runner on on base, like it, it, it go either either team, right? You can have your top of the line, and it's just the luck of the draw. You can have you know your top of the lineup coming up for your team or whoever's team, and then the other team could have like the worst players at the bottom of their lineup or whatever, and it, it could just end on a base hit. Like if they're going to make it with this fake runner on second base. Then why they should have it where it all shuffles up? Where okay, you know, start with your best best three hitters or whatever you want to do for for the uh, game. I don't like it in general. That's why they don't use it in the playoffs. But if it's something like that, like you're gonna well, have like you know you're gonna have your best hitters up. Even or say at the, first, at the top of the tenth, you have some of the team has their worst hitters up, and then they can't get no way in. And then boom, the next team has the best three hitters up. All they gotta do is get one base hit. And it, it, it scores there. At least, if anything, put a guy on first. Would at least have to work with it to get the guy over. Because you can have, you know, basically, a guy on second. You can get, you know, move the guy to third with even a ground out, and then boom, you have one out. You right, but it's it's like that for game. both teams, though, Chris. It's like, and thank you for the call. It's like that for both teams. Appreciate you checking in as always. I cannot believe that you didn't like Rocky Balboa. Manny, do not let that ruin your opinion. Go watch those movies. Trust me. Balboa is a good movie. It didn't anyway. sound like a resounding, uh, resounding comment. Yeah. Well, refusing. whose word are you going to take? Mine or Chris? I mean, come on, Manny. <sighs> you bring up a good point. I'm the Rocky expert. I'm sorry. I'm the professional. <laughs> um, but with the runner on second, I think people are... Like, it, it's not ruining the game. It only impacts a handful of games, games that go into extra innings. And it's also equal playing field. Each team has an opportunity with a runner at second base to start the inning. Like, it, it doesn't matter where you're at in the batting order. And I don't want to, while there are certain things that are intriguing about the idea of, okay, well, you could send up whatever hitters that you want there. Yeah, that sounds fun. It sounds video game-ish or whatever, but now you're going way off the beaten path. The whole point of having that runner placed at second base is to expedite the result of the game for many reasons. One, because you don't want to overuse all the pitchers. Two, because you don't want a game taking forever with nothing happening. You know, three, you're adding legitimate intrigue and interest right away there's drama the comparisons are to the three-on-three overtime in hockey or the shootout i mean it's fine for the regular season it's a lot of games 162 games in baseball's regular season that's a lot we're gonna go nuts over a few of them in extra innings that have that you know that have that runner place there and are gonna decide the game it's not like there's a clear disadvantage for one side each team gets the opportunity the one thing that we've seen in recent years and it was only the pandemic that i absolutely hated hated with all my heart and i would never accept it under any circumstances were seven inning games unacceptable hated it and there were a lot of people who backed it oh this is the way this is great it makes every inning more interesting i mean why play the games then 
Why not just play three inning games and call it a night? And the problem that you have is the people who are reporting on this stuff don't want to be there all night. I'm telling you that firsthand. I know it for a fact. These writers, these broadcasters, these media members that are there covering these games want the games to end so they could go home. So, And I'm not blaming them, but take it with a grain of salt where you're hearing this or reading about it. There's a difference between wanting the game to end so you could go home and having the game more exciting. And I think the new rule changes now make the game more exciting. Doesn't necessarily speed up the time in which the total game is played. We don't know. We'll find out. But it definitely speeds up the pace of the play, which should make the game more exciting. And then obviously you throw in that extra inning rule. Yeah, well, that makes it more exciting and intriguing, too. You watch extra innings, all of a sudden you know a guy's at second base. You're not leaving. You're watching. If there's nothing doing, yeah, maybe you flip the game off for a little bit. Maybe you go do something else or just have it on. But when a guy's in, in scoring position, immediately you're sitting down watching it. You, you know, dinner can wait for a little bit. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 